Welcome back to the Practice Purchase Podcast, Season 6, all about making a smooth transition into dental practice ownership. This episode is all about my recommendations on how to choose a full-time accountant and bookkeeper, the the CPA that's going to help you with your taxes, with your uh, bookkeeping, your financial statements on a monthly basis. Um, This episode is just me talking, no guests. I want to talk you through the most common questions that I get around this, uh, this very, very important topic. Of all the key relationships that you'll have as a business owner, the one that you're going to have with your accountant bookkeeper is key. You think about any Fortune 500 company. The CEO is in charge. They're usually the one that's on CNBC, giving the interviews, taking the calls, and the very next most important person, the person who's on the quarterly earnings calls, the person that sometimes is the one in the news, getting interviewed by the Wall Street Journal, or again on CNBC getting interviewed, is the CFO, right? Not the chief executive officer, the chief financial officer. So the chief financial officer of any business is right up next to importance in terms of the CEO. And you, dear dentist, are always going to be the CEO of your business. Whether or not you're in a partnership, whether or not you own it outright, whoever is helping you with your financials and helping you understand the financial side of your business is super important. Now, I've worked at two dental CPA firms. I've got some thoughts for you on what to look for, what I would do if I were choosing one, what I liked, what I didn't like. I got to see the nitty gritty of where people get lazy and, um, you know, how to ensure that you ask the right questions to pick the very best full-time tax and accounting CPA just for you. Okay. Uh, quick word about terminology. Um, when I use the word accountant, that can refer both to the person who does your taxes and to the person who puts your monthly bookkeeping statements together. Okay. So to make things less confusing, I'll call the person who does your taxes, your CPA, and the person doing your monthly bookkeeping, your bookkeeper, all right? But accountant could be both of those things. So first question I get from a lot of clients is, what is the CPA actually doing, all right? The CPA does a lot of things. I'm going to talk about five. It's really uh, could be confusing for a lot of people. A lot of people think, well, they just do my taxes, right? What's so hard about that? Well, Don't forget, your CPA is going to do both your business and your personal tax return. That's two federal tax returns plus, potentially, the state versions of both. And if you own or ever will own your building, you'll have a third tax return to take care of, though that one usually is much simpler. So they're doing lots of different tax returns, and that sounds pretty straightforward, right? Yes, but there's more. Your CPA was also going to do any sales and use tax reporting. This is applicable. Last time I checked, it was about 35 states. And depending on your practice size, that uh, and these use and sales tax reports are separate returns, and they can trip a lot of folks up. So it's a separate return that applies to certain businesses, and the rules vary by state. For example, Texas has a law. If you collect more than a million dollars as a business owner, you have to file this special return. Okay? Um, so... Sales and use tax reporting, separate tax returns, uh, in addition to your federal and state tax returns. So is that it? No. Your CPA also probably will do some work on what's called a personal property tax rendition. This is a tax return you'll file with the state on the equipment you'll use in your business. All right. A fourth thing your CPA can and probably will do will be to file tax returns for any of your kids or your dependents. When, of course, that applies to you. You might be single. You might be married with no kids. Your kids might be really young. 
But this can be a tax savings move and will really be a big help in keeping, uh, keeping that tax bill low. So there's, uh, there's some things they do there. Finally, finally, the fifth, and, and in my opinion, beyond keeping you out of jail and keeping you compliant with the IRS, the most important thing that I think a good dental CPA does is proactive tax planning, okay? A good dental CPA should actively look ahead and help you plan for your upcoming tax bill and how to pay for it along the way, all right? So there's five things that a good CPA is really doing in a, in a yearly basis, not to mention taking and fielding all of the calls you have with different questions and what do I do about this and what's, you know, somebody said something about a PPP loan. What is that? How do I do it? A lot of that falls on the CPA. Next question I get from clients is what is the bookkeeper actually doing? Okay. The bookkeeping is the financial equivalent to financial imaging of your practice. Right? The bookkeeper is going to keep track of the money coming in and out of your business. They're going to look at the business credit card. They're looking at the business checking account statements. They're going to categorize the expenses and they're going to get you some regular reports so that you can see how the business is doing. This is the easy part. All right. Categorizing expenses, piece of cake. Anybody can do that. But beyond just saying, oh, Patterson, that's a supply bill probably. Your bookkeeper is going to ensure that payroll expenses flow from your payroll provider to your financial statements correctly. Okay? Integrating payroll information correctly with your financial statements is harder than it sounds. <laughs> Speaking as someone who has done it many times. All right. Something else your bookkeeper does is they're going to finan- or finalize excuse me, the financial statements at the end of the year. So they're finalizing things. They're, they're, they're doing what's called a closing out process. They're going to create the numbers that go into your tax return. A good bookkeeper sets it up perfectly. They're like uh, the John Stockton to the Carmel, and they're going to pass the ball so that the, uh, the your CPA can just dunk your, your uh, tax return. All right. This, again, is something that is harder to do than most people would imagine. Another thing your bookkeeper does is can, uh, they're going to keep you compliant with tax rules on creating 1099 statements for the people that you pay more than a certain amount per year who aren't on the payroll. Your bookkeeper also is a line of defense against embezzlement. Notice I didn't say the line of of defense against embezzlement because that's you. You as the owner are the ultimate uh, defense against embezzlement. And by the way, no bookkeeper is ever able to perfectly guarantee that you're not being embezzled. Okay, So it's not a foolproof way to avoid, avoid being embezzled, but having a separate bookkeeper outside the business eliminates a lot of the more obvious ways that dentists can get scammed by bad employees. Okay. And then finally, a a lot of times it's actually the bookkeeper who is the one you're going to ask a lot of tax questions to. So like, can I run this through the business credit card? We'll probably land on the desk of whoever is doing your bookkeeping. Okay. Now, third question I get after I explain all that to my clients is, so hold up, are, are these two separate companies? Are these both the same company? Like, am I hiring two people? What's happening here? The answer is usually you're going to hire the same company to be both your CPA and bookkeeper because the information for your bookkeeping funnels straight into the information you need on your tax return. Your CPA is probably the one who hires and trains and keeps the bookkeeper and tells them how to prep the information just right so you get your taxes done fast and correct. Okay, So it's rare. Uh, I do see cases from time to time where it could make sense for someone to hire separate companies. These days, 99.9% of dentists should just use the same company for taxes and bookkeeping. 
Okay, I get the question a lot. Can you do this by yourself? You've probably been an associate. You definitely were a student and you didn't hire a CPA. You were just doing it on TurboTax or Tax Act or some of these software that, frankly, are pretty darn good these days. Um, on the tax side, definitely, definitely, no, you cannot do this yourself. Don't do it. 100%, you need to pay somebody. Okay. Bookkeeping, 99%, the answer is no. The technical answer is that you could maybe pay a significant other to take a shot at doing the bookkeeping. But again, if all they're doing is categorizing expenses, they're kind of missing out on a lot of the other things. So the two reasons I tell people not to do it yourself is number one, you don't know what you don't know. And you'll certainly do some things wrong and not know it. And then, of course, get potentially nailed in an IRS audit. The number two, you should outsource everything in your business that you can to someone else who can do it cheaper than you. This is not your area of expertise. This is not your area of business to be cheap and try to save a few bucks. Yes, it can be a big bill to sign up for when you're getting a practice loan. I get the nerves. I do. But right from the start, if you can just pay someone else to do one of the most important things in your business, keeping track of the money, you will be much, much happier in the long run. All right. So how much is this going to cost me? The dental CPAs I see that do the best work spend a charge about one to one and a half percent of your collections. Okay. Think of it like paying a CFO for your business only way cheaper than having somebody actually in your, you know, on your payroll or in your staff. Um, pricing that I see most commonly these days, again, 2023 numbers can change somewhere between $850 a month and $1,100 a month for both the taxes and the bookkeeping. Okay. Um, Good, by the way, good uh, dental CPAs that have other services and do things with payroll and some outsourced CFOs, they can be a lot more than that. Uh, but the rule of thumb, as someone who looks at financial statements, is if you're you know, collecting a million dollars a year, one to one and a half percent is ten to fifteen thousand dollars a year. If you're collecting two million, it could, and then twenty grand a year would be a little on the pricey side. But I have seen dental CPAs charge that much, and uh, whether or not they're worth it, of course, is a separate question. Next question I get is, do they need to be local? Does my CPA need to be someone in, I live in Texas, do they have to be in Texas? I'm in Illinois, do they have to be in Illinois? The answer is not anymore. It used to be super important to have a local CPA who knew all the state-specific tips and tricks for your state tax return. But these days, the accounting software that your dental CPA uses, first of all, is like super expensive, super expensive, way way more expensive than your practice management software. Uh, And it's so good that it's really hard to miss a good state-specific tax trick these days. So these days, I you can, and I recommend, just get the very best dental CPA in the country and don't worry about them being down the street from you or even in the same state. Even when they, by the way, and this was me as a, a dental CPA, um, first in Texas, then it was in Oregon and Idaho, and, and we had clients, of course, just down the road. And it was hilarious because uh, we would see them just as often as we would see the clients that lived, you know, 14 states away. So... Um, no, they don't need to be local. Can you use a non-dental CPA? Uh, the answer to this is sure, but why? Why would you? There are so many good dental CPAs out there that know the ins and outs of dentistry and they can compare your practice to others and they know exactly when you need the CAD cam and that pricing on the CEREC looks kind of crazy if you shop that out. And they're going to be able to give you the best practice uh, and practical advice on how to lower your tax bill. And, and so 
unless your brother or your mom is a CPA and kind of does other things besides dental stuff, I can't really think of a reason why you'd use someone other than a dental CPA. Okay, so last question, how do you pick an accounting firm to do all of this? All right, so this is my favorite question. I've been inside the two of these companies, been in close contact with a few dozen more. I know exactly how to pick the bad from the good. This is what I would do if I were in your shoes, okay? The first question I would ask is, are you dental only, only, okay? We already covered this, but the pitfall here is that some CPA will tell you, oh, well, yeah, we have a lot of dentist clients. So that's code for, I have 100 clients, seven of them are dentists, and 90 plus percent of my day, I'm not even thinking about dentistry. So don't fall for, we have a lot of dentist clients. You want somebody that only deals with dentists. Um, I would ask how many clients you have. There are some gigantic, humongous firms out there that are really, really big and arguably for a reason. They're also typically the most expensive. Um, They also tend to have really big bureaucracies. And it's highly likely as the new practice owner, you're going to be assigned the new junior CPA since you're the new practice owner. So if it were me, I'd probably go for a small to medium-sized dental CPA firm with you know, more than 75 clients, but less than 750. Okay. I would ask, of course, how much do you charge? I told you the price range to kind of these days look around $850 to $1,100 a month for, you know, two business tax returns, uh, state tax returns, monthly bookkeeping, and, and all of those things. It's very, very possible, by the way, don't get too fixated on those numbers because your situation might be different. You may have different tax needs. Uh, you know, child tax returns, et cetera, that the pricing can and will often change based on complexity. I would ask, what other services can you provide? Okay. (laughs) This is kind of a tricky question, by the way, because a lot of dental CPA firms will offer more than just bookkeeping and taxes. Okay. This is, this can be a question where you, they feel like you're teeing them up to sound like they do all these amazing things. If the firm you're interviewing says, oh my gosh, Dr. So-and-so, not only can we do your taxes, not only can we do your bookkeeping, but we can do your financial planning. We can do your investments. We can do your consulting. We have our own mutual fund line. We have our own bank. We have our own private equity group. We have our own trust company. Our internal brokerage firm can help you sell your practice. Um, By the way, these are all things I've seen offered at a quote dental CPA unquote firm. Um, I personally wouldn't use a company that says they can do anything and everything. How can they be the very best at taxes and investments and mutual funds and their own private equity group and uh, dental brokerage, right? Selling and buying practices. Um, I would stick to somebody who does bookkeeping, taxes, maybe payroll, maybe payroll, and, and is informed and can get you to good people in those other areas. But I would let uh, someone you know, that lives and breathes, for example, financial planning, really own that and as a, as a separate company. Uh, another question you could ask is how, when and how will I get my statements every month, my financial statements? Um, I, I would try to find a firm that requires um, some, a little bit of, of work from you that is going to get you financial statements on a monthly basis. We would always try to get... Um, our statements to our clients at, uh, at one of my firms to the, by the 15th of the month after. And, uh, you know, you, you, is it emailed? Am I just popping into QuickBooks myself? How and when am I getting my statements every month? Okay. You want a monthly and you want them delivered to you. 
Another really good question for you guys to ask is what percentage of your clients filed an extension last year? Okay. The very best dental CPA firms require the best behavior from their clients. That means the clients like you are getting their information to the accountant quickly and accurately. So it's impossible to file every single return before the tax deadline, but too many. So in other words, you'll never hear 100%, but too many firms just automatically extend their clients returns, which can cost you money. Okay. There's, there's penalties, there's fees associated with that could be associated with extending a return. Oftentimes CPA firms will do this because the leadership at that firm isn't good enough. They don't have great processes. They don't have good systems internally and with clients. So I like to hear an answer of less than a third. So what percentage of your clients filed an extension last year? I'd say 33% or lower, preferably, preferably much smaller. Okay. Last question for you to ask is how often and when will I get a tax projection? Okay. In my opinion, you should know at least twice during the year how much your CPA thinks your tax will be, tax bill will be for next year's tax return. So here's the trick though. It's a guess. They know it's a guess. You know it's a guess. But it's usually a pretty educated guess. They can see how much your collections are trending. It's not hard to do some projections and say, all right, through June, you collected X. Therefore, through December, we project that you'll collect Y. It's really important to you for you to project your tax return because you don't want to be surprised with a huge tax bill come April of next year. All right. I could talk a lot more about this problem. Probably stretch this out a little too long. Bottom line, get someone good. Okay. The statistics show you'll go through a federal tax audit at least once in your career. There is a ton of value in just being able to take a picture of the inevitable letter that you'll get from the IRS. By the way, 100 bucks to anybody who gets a letter to the from the IRS that's not like your very first IRS letter. <laughs> and you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about when you go out to the mailbox. You see that letter from the IRS and your, your kind of stomach jumps up into your throat. 100 bucks to the person whose first letter from the IRS isn't about payroll, okay? (laughs) That's a side comment. But there's immense value in just being able to take a picture of that inevitable letter, snap a picture, send it over to your CPA and say, hey, let me know when you are done with this. If you want a name or two, I've got a short list of folks who are excellent and check all of the boxes on everything that we're talking about in this episode. If you wanna, if you got some answers to these questions and you wanna assess you know, how effective they are. If I like a specific firm, et cetera, feel free to shoot me an email, brian at dentalbuyeradvocates.com or uh, just pop on my calendar, uh, dentalbuyeradvocates.com. The contact us page will have a link to my updated calendar. You're welcome to schedule time anytime. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, share with a friend, leave a five-star review on iTunes. Always appreciated. And until next time. <laughs>